0: Hey everybody, and welcome back to Brain Train. This week, we're gonna be exploring the awesome field of gene editing and all its potential applications. Everything from treating diseases to making spicy tomatoes. Who's excited to learn more about this crazy technology and how it can transform our lives? Whether you know it as gene editing, genome editing, or even genome engineering, you're probably wondering, what is this new technology? So gene editing is changing our DNA by inserting, deleting, modifying, or replacing the gene in a living organism. Think of it like changing a puzzle piece because the puzzle piece doesn't necessarily fit the way we want it to in the puzzle. In order to do this, we need different technologies such as CRISPR that allow us to use them like scissors, cutting the DNA at a specific spot so that we can change the DNA the specific way we want to. So, now you're probably wondering what's this crispy thing, also known as CRISPR, and what are these technologies? CRISPR is one of these amazing technologies we can use, and it's the most common, which is probably why you've heard of it before. It stands for Clustered Regularly Interspaced Short Palindromic Repeats. But basically, it acts kind of like the find function on our computer, allowing us to find mistakes in our spelling, or in the DNA in the actual case, and fix them. See, CRISPR is amazing because not only does it allow us to edit genes more efficiently, but it also takes the original method of gene editing that could cost us thousands and thousands of dollars and makes it relatively cheap. The key to CRISPR is something that we call the Cas protein, which we actually find a lot in bacteria. They help us defend against viruses in our body. See, the Cas protein is widely used by this scientist because it can be easily programmed to find and bind to almost any desired target sequence in the DNA. And we do this just by giving it a piece of the RNA, which is what makes up viruses, and this helps it guide it in its search. So not only is CRISPR relatively cheap, but it's also easy to use and incredibly accurate. Some other really cool gene editing technologies that are lesser known but still pretty awesome include phage integrases which is a simple method to make precise and controlled edits in our DNA or chemical targeting which we engineer enzymes and proteins for direct genome modification without even cutting the DNA. And also taldiminases. This is the basis for base editing, which basically is converting the DNA base pairs without cutting the genes. Overall, though, all of these technologies have such a great potential to change everything from the face of medicine to the face of agriculture. So let's dive in and look at some of these cool applications. You might have heard that treating disease is the most common application of gene editing. And you're right. Especially with CRISPR, scientists love using gene editing treatments to help deal with the diseases at the base of their problem, not just trying to deal with it when the symptoms start showing. So basically, when we look at using gene therapies to treat disease, there are two different types of these treatments. The first one is germline editing, and the second one is somatic therapy. Germline editing is when we change the DNA in reproductive cells like eggs and sperms. Obviously, the more controversial choice. And somatic therapies is when we target non-reproductive cells that only affect the person who receives the gene. One of the most exciting applications in treating disease with gene editing is cancer. So there's been a lot of talk about how gene editing, specifically CRISPR, could be the big step in curing cancer. I personally think one of the most exciting things, though, is happening in China at Hangzhou Cancer Hospital. At the hospital, they're extracting the immune T-cells from the patient. They're then using CRISPR to modify these immune cells so that they can remove the portion of the gene that encodes for a protein called PD-1. This protein allows for some tumors to bind to the immune cells and tell the immune cells, don't attack me, which means that the cancer can spread without your body saying, hey, something's not right, we need to do this. By taking this out, the immune cells will attack the cancer cells no matter what. The modified cells are then injected back into the patient and can actually attack their cancer cells. I guess you could say the cancer cells can no longer be the imposters, and it's game over for them. Another really exciting application of gene editing is in curing sickle cell disease. Sickle cell disease is an inherited red blood disorder in which there aren't enough healthy red blood cells to carry oxygen throughout your body. And this is because your red blood cells aren't a normal shape, they're a half moon shape, which means they get stuck in your small blood vessels. Now, sickle cell anemia is caused by a single mutation in your DNA. One tiny base pair that's off, and you have this condition for the rest of your life. Gene editing can help because it can take out this single base pair that's messed up, and then the DNA will naturally heal itself and act like normal. This could not only save lives, but also save the pain and suffering from people who have to start doing surgical and invasive procedures at as young as two months old. Some other really awesome applications in the medical field include curing hereditary blindness caused by a specific mutation which it means that crispr case 9 can easily target and modify the single gene another one is in curing aids which we could help cut the dna of the hiv virus out of its hiding place in the dna of immune cells affecting millions of people finally we have cystic fibrosis a genetic disease that causes severe respiratory problems and although there are treatments available, the life expectancy is significantly shortened because of it. CRISPR technology could help us get to the origin of the problem by editing the mutations that cause cystic fibrosis in a gene called CFTR. And these aren't the only ones. So many diseases have the potential to be cured or significantly helped by the use of CRISPR technology. But what about the other applications besides medical fields? You may remember that at the beginning, I mentioned something about spicy tomatoes, which brings in the next field of the applications, agriculture. Now, you've probably heard of GMOs, genetically modified organisms. And what we've been taught is that they're not good for us. But there's actually not a lot of proof to show that they're bad, and they can be extremely helpful. Let's look at some of these ways that they can change the way we eat and possibly even solve world hunger. Well, one of the most important things in agriculture for our health with gene editing is something that's not only good for us, but could also save lives. And this is using gene editing to remove allergens, reduce saturated and trans fat, and enrich nutrients in crops. So think of people who have peanut allergies. By using gene editing, we can actually change the peanuts so these people won't have an allergic reaction to it. We can also change it so that things like eggs and wheats could have more nutrients, which is great for our population because more nutrients means we need less food to stay healthy. Also, with climate change as a big thing in the news right now, Gene editing in agriculture can be used for our environment. We can breed crops resistant to disease, drought, and insects, allowing farmers to reduce pesticide use and conserve water. This also makes it easier to grow these crops in regions that are dry or prone to disease and insects, which is part of our issue when we look at world health. And of course, we have to bring up the point of animal welfare. Because it's an issue. We can use gene editing in agriculture to eliminate the threat of diseases such as PRRS, which is a really bad illness in pigs, which can create natural immunity and improve the overall health of livestock without the need of antibiotics, which is better for the pigs and better for us eating them. These are just some of the big ones. Others include improving crop health, reducing food waste, and even more. So now instead of having just a bland old boring potato, you can have a spicy tomato. Finally, in our section about applications, we're gonna talk a little bit more about this climate change thing but no longer with agriculture, instead with making greener fuels. That's right, we can use gene editing to make fuels for your car. I'm not sure if you've heard of biofuels, but biofuels are essentially fuels we make out of biological substances, especially algae. You know, that green stuff that grows in lakes and ponds? Yes, that could become fuel for our car. And this is where gene editing, specifically CRISPR, comes in. So there's this awesome company called Synthetic Genomics that have created a strain of algae using CRISPR that produces twice as much fat, which is important. (laughs) And we can then use it to produce biodiesel, also known as biofuel in particular this gene editing tool allowed us to find and remove genes that limit the productions of fat and algae so it can produce more and we can burn it and as boring as this may sound up until now algae couldn't produce high enough levels of fat to make biodiesel that was economically viable So basically it means that using gene editing and this new fancy strand of algae, we can actually create biofuels that are better for the environment and don't cost a million dollars to create. Okay, so after looking at all these amazing applications, I'm really shocked. I don't know about you, but I am. Next, let's look at some of these awesome companies who are doing this amazing stuff. Let's start with a company I think is super amazing called Plant Edit. So Plant Edit's goal is to create a sustainable, healthier food for human welfare. Their mission is to produce non-transgenic, regulatory-free, sustainable, consumer-oriented, genome-edited plant products, which basically means they want to make plant products that are better for you and that you want. It's actually the first biotech company dedicated to using genome editing tools, such as CRISPR, for the use of turning plants into things that are better for us to eat. They also want to revolutionize plant transformation technology to make it more cost-effective, more universal, and more innovative. And I think one of the coolest things they've done is one of their nature articles where they took CRISPR case 9 and they used it to edit the genes in apples and grapevines. Pretty neat, right? Yay! Next up, we have probably one of the biggest companies in the field of genome editing, Synthego. So Synthego is also the company that holds World CRISPR Day, which by the way, is absolutely amazing. They work especially in finding solutions for drug discovery, solutions for cell and gene therapy, and all sorts of other stuff, including COVID-19 research. And their goal is a pretty awesome one making advanced gene editing accessible to all well all of those who can legally access it this includes giving people the access to engineer cells starting the crispr revolution which gives people access to an ecosystem of synthetic rna solutions for gene editing and giving people access to bioinformatic tools, which allow you to perform rapid, accurate analysis on your sequences. Finally, we have Mammoth Biosciences, which is also pretty cool, but I suppose all of them are really awesome. And their goal is to read and write the code of life. Deep, right? (laughs) But what they're actually doing is pretty cool. They're working to discover new CRISPR systems that allow us to expand the possibilities of biology. And this includes expanding the CRISPR-based detection platform in diagnosis of diseases, enhancing genome editing with an expanded CRISPR toolkit, which means we have more options than there are right now, and also discovering new CRISPR systems that allow us to discover new proteins. They're like the people behind the people, if you know what I mean. So finally, I'd like to wrap up this podcast with a discussion about one of the biggest topics in gene editing, the ethical concerns. Besides just the regulations for safety, many people have concerns about the ethics of gene editing, since you are actually changing the DNA that makes up a person. And one of the biggest questions that comes up is, is it okay to use gene therapy on an embryo when it is impossible to get their permission from the embryo for treatment? Is the permission from parents enough? And this question's hard because In other medical treatments, permission from the parents would be enough because you aren't actually changing them. But in embryo, you're physically changing their makeup. So is it okay to just get permission from the parents? Do we need the consent from the person who is being altered, especially when it may come with risks, including different phenotypes being expressed, which are the physical characteristics, or a higher risk of other diseases. I personally think that it could go either way. If it's a medical thing, then I don't see why getting permission from the parents isn't enough, but I also could see the concerns that people have. Another question that commonly comes up is actually, One of my favorite ones because i think it really brings up the issues in the field of science as a whole not just in gene editing and this is what if gene therapies are too expensive and only wealthy people can access and afford them that could worsen existing health inequalities between the rich and the poor so when we look at it gene editing therapies even though they're becoming increasingly cheaper still might end up being one of the therapies we see that are too expensive for everyone to have an equal share of it. We know that in the field of healthcare, there are many inequalities. And there are many technologies that could save lives, but right now are being used more for recreational uses by wealthy people because they're the only one who can afford them or get access to them. Do you think that this could cause an issue and worsen these inequalities? Another really big one too is, is it okay for some people to use gene editing for traits not important for health, such as athletic ability or height, basically creating designer babies? And will some people do that? Now, of course there's gonna be people who wanna use it for that, but is that really okay? I personally believe that creating designer babies is not the future we want. Yes, it'd be great to pick out your ideal child, but that's not the way society is set up. And then we also see inequalities again. The people who can afford to have designer babies are going to rise to the top in all fields, intelligence, athletic ability, and even just natural beauty. So I personally think it is not okay. But some people have different views on that. Finally, one of the biggest questions is should scientists ever be able to edit germline cells? Because as we know, edits in the germline will be passed down through generations, which means what you change then is going to continue through generations. Now, obviously, I see the application of this in health situations. If someone has sickle cell anemia, you don't want them to pass that down to their children, right? Or cancer. You want to make sure that everybody can stay as healthy as possible. But that kind of ties back into the previous question, where if we're using it for athletic ability or height, then we aren't just changing a single person. We're creating designer families. What do you think about this? What are some other things that you would consider to be ethical questions? So to wrap it up, I just want you to reflect on what we've learned. Gene editing has the potential to change the scientific and health field as we know it. It can cure cancer, solve world hunger, and help us deal with climate change but it also has many ethical issues including inequalities that are already bad enough in healthcare, and designer babies which personally i think would be a struggle <laughs> so what do you think about gene editing do you think it's going to be more harmful than hurtful or vice versa so before you go and jump in line to buy your own gene editing kit think about what we've learned and think about the potential and role you could play in it this is your host anna and i'm signing off till next week